0: Time's not down, you're not coming in.
1: Hey there, just a quick message ahead of this episode to say we hope you like the rebrand, which includes a new website, rawuk.com, that's the URL. On there you can listen to and watch all our previous content, you can get extra content, you can also buy our first ever Raw merchandise and even sign up to become a Raw member, which will keep us going and keep you at the heart of this exciting journey, earning perks in return. We need your support, so please do check us out at rawuk.com and remember to like, comment and subscribe to everything we do on all our channels and of course make sure you tell all your pals but most of all enjoy this latest episode cheers so here still with kenny ken we touched uh in the last episode upon um how the uh the split in the scene and and how it we, we very very briefly touched upon it, Kenny. but it, 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 yeah. it basically changed because it was dark and goldie came along i think you could say that's pretty fair yeah. and develop metal heads and Mm -hmm. tried to rebrand it make it cool bring those celebrities in that we heard you Mm -hmm. talk about earlier uh, and that sort of thing and i mean it it really worked didn't it but how did you you didn't i mean like no i liked
0: it no 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 don't get me wrong i liked it i liked it because you know there's the times when like people like ed rush and all them man there was like you know the, the the tunes that used to come like goldie me and goldie's no, you know, we got on well. I've been around his ass a couple of times when he used to go out with chemistry. It's about these little flat in Camden, you know what I mean? So, you know, and I always used to get all the metalhead stuff, you know, all um, uh, test presses and whatever, you know, dub plates or whatever. So it wasn't like they was doing this thing and I wasn't a part of it. Yeah, I was a part of it, but a lot of the music I wasn't really feeling, you know what I mean? Because some of it was fire, you know what I mean? But a lot of tunes that I'd hear, because i go Metalheads and I'd hear a tune and I'd hear the tune kick down the place, you know what I mean? Like smash down the place. But for me, I'm thinking, I'm not really feeling this tune, you know what I mean? Kind of thing. No disrespect to them, because music is music. Because like, you know, there's jungle music that, you know, that I see people smashing down the place. With, and I also don't like it. I also, no, I'm not feeling this tune, you know what I mean? Did but you, for did me, you feel there like, was more of that really, getting yeah, made.
1: Did you feel out of place?
0: No, I never felt out of place. It was just that there was more of that because we gotta remember as well is that Goldie was a big influence on drum and bass, right? In the early like 95, 96, then times there, you know, when he started Metalheads. Metalheads was a big influence. And metal, and you know, they got a lot of following and everyone wanted to make that music. You know what I mean? Even some of the even some of the people making North jungle music wanted to make that that style of music, you know what I mean? So the trouble with the scene is is when, when a person comes out with a new style, everyone jumps on it. Mm. And then the scene gets like, for instance, you've got Benny L nowadays, Serum and Benny L, and that everyone's jumping on that style. Everyone wants to make a foghorn tune. tune you know what I mean, and all that, you know what I mean? So, you know, back then it was the same thing. Metalheads was brand new.
1: Well, people follow trends, doesn't it? So, so you know, in happy half, uh, yeah, SMD one basically yeah. was the launch pad for a whole lot of very similar ones. Then, Toy Town, which we've, uh, we've we we interviewed Dixie recently, and it's like that is a divisive tune. Some people love it, some people it was like that's it for me, I'm gone. But everyone started making tunes like that, so it, 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 it's trendy, but then, I suppose. To,
0: but then you've got to thank the see, this is where the, the promoters come in now and the clubs come in, like AWOL and uh um Roast uh thunder and joy, um, telepathy. These people kept jungle going. Mm. They wanted to hear that raw ragger side of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what they wanted. And these people, while Metalheads was doing their thing, they was doing their thing. You know what I mean? But now it's kind of like, it's kind of like gone like this and then come back in again. Now today to today, you know what I mean? It's come back in again now. You know what I mean? So, you know, I think, I, me personally, my personal opinion on that split is that certain people never wanted to be associated with certain people. That's the vibe I've got, right? That, and I'm just speaking the truth. That's the vibe. That's the honest vibe I've got. But
1: you've said in the past, that you, in this interview, that you've never fallen out of everybody. No, nah, never. You, know, you get on with people, but you saw that happening. You knew that was because happening. Because there's a lot of two-facedness. Right.
0: There's a, lot of, there's a lot of two-facedness as well. You know what I mean? And... Someone, might, someone who might be smiling in your face in the morning, might be slagging you off in the evening, you know what I mean? So, you know, there was a lot of that as well. You know, I know this because I've been told by certain people. I don't want to mention no names because, like, some sure. things I was told in... in um, Some people told me some things that only me and them talked about, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I know that certain DJs never wanted me to play on certain parties. All right. And whatever, you know what I mean? I know that. And
1: what, but, and what would, they then do, would they then do? Would they have the power to make that happen at all or they just didn't like it?
0: Some of them would have the power to make that happen.
1: Okay. You know so, what I mean? So you were losing bookings at the time. No, no, nah, I bookings, wasn't losing notice, no work, no.
0: Because nah. I didn't want to play on the rave anyway. Right,
1: okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> I
0: didn't, want to, I didn't want to play on the rave any, anyway.
1: You can keep your shit rave. I've, I've got my own wicked
0: one. <laughs> Mate, come on now. <laughs> Because people used to say, man, how come you ain't playing on sound I don't want to play there anyway. I'm playing it. Brilliant. Come see me down here. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't bother me. You know what I mean? It was just, it's just all stupid people. It, for me, it was just people being babies. Hmm. Like, this is what we got now. This is our thing now. You know what I mean? That's how it was. You know what I mean? And like, fuck you. I don't give a fuck. With I'm you. Kenny Ken. You know what I mean? I'm doing my thing. I don't care what you got. You know what I mean? I'm Kenny Ken. I'm doing my thing. <laughs>
1: By the way, you are Kenny Ken, but you weren't always Kenny Ken, were you? You were Players Ken, is that right? No. Is that Don't right? insult me? Is that, why, why is my no. research? Why has my researcher told me that you were called no. Players no, Ken?
0: Never, never. Players Kenny is a completely different person.
1: Okay, right.
0: <laughs> right me and Players Kenny was on was on um, Center Force Radio together.
1: Right. Okay. Right.
0: Right. He's a completely different person. A lot of people have said to me, oh, yeah, yeah, Players. You used to be Players. No, never. I've always been Kenny Ken." Right.
1: Okay. Well, Boys. if my if my researcher and he will watch this at some point is watching this. You're fired. Yes, Get it right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, he's not really fired. Uh, Tom, if you're listening, I'm delighted to have you. You're really useful. Um, <laughs> so, um, it, but I suppose so. While the split was happening, you you are remained a junglist. and I, and I'm not hugely surprised because you were the first person to play jungle on Radio One. I mean, again, what an amazing honour. That was and, me and GQ. And how did you feel to be... Honoured, honoured. Because it weren't on it weren't on one extra, it was on
0: Radio 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, for me, that was big. That was like me and... I'm sure it was me and Gary, yeah. It was me and GQ. And we went up there and we rolled out, man. And, like, that was big. That was big. That was a big honour for me. I've been the first to do quite a few things. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, so being the first to do something even though certain people don't won't acknowledge it. But I know and the people people know who you know their history know. You know what I mean? It's just it's just a good feeling, you know what I mean, to be the first to play this on that or whatever, you know what I mean? It's a really good feeling, you know? Well, you are
1: also the first person called Ken to come on this podcast as well. So um, you are, you, you know, you're a pioneer, really, in, in so many different ways, Ken. Um, what was the reaction to you playing Jungle on Radio 1? It was the first time it ever happened. And Listen, did you get right. feedback.
0: Let me tell you something now, right? Labyrinth got me my first gig in Australia, right? AWOL kicked open doors for me. All around the world, right? Then when I won the Sound Clash in '95, was mm-hmm. it '94, '95? I won the um, Jungle Sound Clash. Mm-hmm. When I won that, that just, boom, everything just came, started coming in, right? You know, so at the end of the day, what was the question again?
1: Uh, just what the reaction was to it to playing it on Radio I'll One? Playing it, it on the Radio
0: uh, One. Yeah, yeah. That opened doors for me as well. You know what I mean? That opened a lot of doors for me as well, and like, because what you have got to remember is that people from all around the world listen to BBC Radio. You know what I mean? And like, you know, I was getting I was getting messages from from places like Canada. Oh, you're coming to Canada? We want you over there, and you know, other places where I've never I've never thought I'd go to America. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've been to America so many times now. You know what I mean? And. It's just all over Europe. It's just, this thing has just took me all around the world. So, you know, I just feel blessed to be able to have done all that, experienced all that. You know what I mean?
1: I'm absolutely not surprised around about that time um, MCing changed as well it became it went from more hype uh and the odd lyric like GQ a great example of that for instance although he still finds great success these days but uh, the style of MCing changed from that sort of hype man to sort of double rhyming and Stevie hyper D is the, the the obvious example of this and we'll talk about him very shortly but um how did you feel about that That change where MCs became almost, and perhaps you could argue, sometimes bigger than the DJs themselves. You know, you had more MCs than you had uh DJs on a bill.
0: Well, DJs are all um, MCs have always been an important part of the scene. You know what I mean? From from back in the day, you had chalky white, and that was the first big MC that I knew was chalky white. You know what I mean? And then you had the GQs and well, you had GQ. But even talking about GQ, you just said that um he's still doing it now, even though he's just a hype man. Even GQ has changed up his style a little bit. You know what I mean? To run with what's fun. That's why people like all the old school lot who are still here today, we've all adjusted in certain ways to keep up with what's going on today. Uh, a lot of people won't like a lot of people won't play vinyl. Um, not won't play vinyl, get coated off for not playing vinyl, myself included, right? But the way I look on it is this it's like this if 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 a new dj comes on and plays on a set of cdjs all right which is easier to play on right and he's, i want to be on the same level playing field mm. you know what i mean now don't get me wrong i love my vinyl i love my decks right? but it's not the same as playing on cdjs level, you know cdjs is more of a digital sound the decks is more analog right but it's easier to mix on cdjs than it is on vinyl like we've done a vinyl set a few months ago at, um at building six by canary wolf by under um, o2 arena All Right, we played a club in there and they, they they said ken we just want you to play strictly vinyl okay no problem this is only last year sometime no not last year it couldn't have been last year. it must have been the year before that Right? and it was me, Swift, Nikki Black Market, Voltage, a couple of others. And I just went there and I played. And I played a good set, you know what I mean? So, but some of the things you can do on CDJs, you can't do on vinyl, you know what I mean?
1: look there's this uh, i've never mixed vinyl and i can't do it and actually it's a bit annoying because when you go around someone's house and they've got vinyl you're like i'm basically watching again am i exactly Exactly. annoying um and actually the thing is there's always going to be those people who are traditionalists but yeah the the thing is yeah right okay cool i get it the sound is better on vinyl it's got the crackle it's got it's real it's you know i get it i understand all that stuff it's authentic but i tell you what I can do things like cue points that you can't do and I can make this sound, uh, make this tune different in a way that you definitely can't on vinyl. And it's like, well, I'm just using the technology that's in front of me. I got into mixing five years ago. Why on earth would I do vinyl? It makes no sense. It,
0: that's my point. Exactly. That's my point. Exactly. Why am I going to carry on playing vinyl when all this new equipment's around and all these new DJs are using it? I'm using it too. I'm a DJ. That's what I do. I'm going to use it as well. I'm not going to I'm not going to carry on playing vinyl and get left behind. And Yeah. You know, I play my vinyl set and then the DJ comes on and does, busses up my head with, with some tricks and shit on, on CDJs. You know what I mean? I want that too. I want to be on the same level playing field as them. You know what I so,
1: mean, and, and to continue, just uh, finally, to, to in, in this bit to talk about MCs because it's what we were sort of talking about. Yeah, um, MC- I, yeah wanna, sorry. I do want to, that's fine, that's fine. But I do want to talk about Stevie Hyper-D, because he was the king of this new style, oh, and oh, of course, you oh, know, oh, tragically uh, passed away yeah. way too early in his career. And, um, what, what, what is it about him that was quite so special and unique that we all think of him in such a Stevie uh, a, was special, he was
0: special. He was special. He was special because he, 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 like you said, he was one of the first DJs to bring in that lyric instead of just being a hype man. He, he brought in lyrics. I mean, people were doing it, but the way he brought it in was just a different class. You know what I mean? And like, he was just, he was just special, Stevie. You know, just the way his voice, the way he chatted, the way he smashed up the crowd. He could just turn the music on and start chatting, and the crowd going mad. You know what I mean? that's how Stevie was, you know? So Stevie was a big, a big, um, part of the scene back then. He was a, he was a big influence for a lot of other MCs as well. You know what I mean? And like you said, he, he just went too quick, man, because the, the, the week when he died, cause he was on my agency, my girlfriend, my wife at the time used to run an agency called Tom promotions and Stevie was on our agency. So we used to get enough work. So we was always in contact with Stevie. You know what I mean? And, um, we got sent to um, Australia. We went to Australia, me and Stevie, and he said, oh, Ken, it's the first time I've been to Australia, and and we went to Singapore, and he was really enjoying it, you know what I mean? And then we came back, and I think two weeks later, we had to go to Canada together. So we went to Canada, and then the next week he died. I couldn't believe it. It was just, you know what I mean? It was just a a killer. I cried my eyes out when I heard that, you know?
1: And would what, what you think he'd still have been rocking it today? Would he have been a GQ in that respect?
0: He would have been smashing it. Yeah, definitely. 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 hundred percent. He would have been smashing it because Stevie wasn't just an MC. He was, he was the first MC to actually see wanting to make tunes, hungry to make music as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You never really heard of MCs doing that. I'm not saying they never been done before Stevie, but you know, you never, I never heard of MCs doing that. You know what I mean? Maybe GQ might have had his, his, a little phrase of his voice on a tune or whatever. You know what I mean? Like G, G, um, GQ, there was a tune called, what I have done, called Roll the Beats. Roll the and they used GQ's um, thing. But Stevie actually wanted to make music was that. He was actually singing a song in his style, you know what I mean? On music, you know what I mean? And he was really into that. You know what I mean? So he wasn't just about the MC thing, he was in the whole thing, you know what I mean, together. Like it's we talk and night like before we go to a gig and he'd say to me, Ken, what, what are you gonna start with first? And not very, not many MCs, they didn't care. Not many MCs would ask you that, you know what I mean? And I'd say to him, Steve, I'm gonna start with this tune first. I'm like, well, don't mix it till you get to that point then. You know what I mean? Things like that. That's how Stevie was. was. Oh, he- I-
1: all right, mate. I'm the DJ. It <laughs> no, but I
0: work with him. though, That's what you do. You work with MC. Right, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, if yeah. the MC wants to work with me like that, I will work with him like that. Mm. You know what I mean? Because instead of like, I might mix too early for him. You know what I mean? And he he says to me, um, like Ken, just let it play through the first half, the, the drop, then start your mix after. I say, cool, no worries. You know what I mean? And you know, whatever, whatever they want to do, it's good to work with the MC like that. Yeah. You know, I've, I've worked with GQ like that a few times as well. You know what I mean? You know, like are you going to start you know what i mean and so they know they get a picture of how it's going to go you know what i mean because then it's not just about because i me personally i think when the dj and mc is working together it's not about either one of you it's about both of you you know what i mean that's how it, for me anyway that's how i work you know what i mean if i'm doing a thing with mc moose it's about me and moose he's doing his thing on the mic i'm doing my thing on the decks you know what i mean that's how it goes some some people try to steal the limelight they just want it to all be about them some people are like that. But me, personally, I like to... The only time I, I want to steal the limelight like, is if they put an MC on who I don't like. Or, how, many,
1: how many of them are there?
0: Not a lot. Or not? Not. I wouldn't even say that I don't like. It's just that, that I've never worked with before. Right. Uh, Kenny Ken, we're going to put you with MC Crackerjack. Who the fuck's MC Crackerjack? I've never heard of him before. And then this geezer comes on and starts distressing my set. You know what I mean? Then I turn the mic off. <laughs> That's what I do, I turn the mic off. Because, How do uh, they react? They can't say nothing. They look at me and go, oh, shut the fuck up then. You know what I mean? There's vocals getting played. There's vocals getting played and you're chatting shit over the vocals. Come on now, you're supposed to be an MC. You know what I mean? That's what I face to them and they get it. And I, the few times I've done that to a few, few MCs, they come up to me after and they said, man, Kenny, we're really sorry, man. I'm really sorry. I respect what you do and I'm sorry about chatting over the vocals or whatever or mashing up your set or whatever, you know what I mean? And they come up to you and they, because they know you're not being a bitch, you're not doing it for, because you don't like them. Because if he's if MC Crackerjack is a good MC and he starts chatting on my set and I think, oh, this, this MC's all right, I'll just let him do his thing. You know what I mean? But if you start, if you just want to make it about you, then I'll make it about me and I'll turn your mic off. You not know I me mean? that's what you do it's about fresh up. It's about raw.
1: so Kenny Ken here with me Tom Latcham on raw the 90s rave podcast Kenny you also set up a label I mean it's pretty much nothing you haven't done in the rave scene to be honest it's yeah. called uh, it's called mix and blend and uh, yeah. you you know what your vision was for the label and actually quite interestingly I think compared to some other labels is that you seemed keen to give others a platform rather yeah. than just flooding it with your own material. Yeah. Is is that is that was that always an aim from the start? No,
0: I'm gonna be I'm gonna be totally honest here. When I started <laughs> mix and blend, right? I started mixing blend because everyone else had a label. So I wanted my label. That's the total honest truth, right? Fair enough. Um I didn't start it because I wanted to start it. I started it because other people had the label. So Kenny can Ken had to have his label too. You know what I mean? And yeah, I bought through like the G Squad who are now um beat merchants. I bought through um i helped people out like dj stretch gave me music i helped him out i played it first supposed to play his stuff you know um dj mace you know i helped a few people out but for me it didn't matter excuse me it didn't matter um it didn't matter if you had a name or not i wasn't listening to you i was listening to the music you know what i mean and if the tune sounded good i'll put it out you know what i mean if i liked it i'll put it out but i wasn't taking it seriously i wasn't because i still was partying and you know, and going out partying after after work, I'd say phone up my mates and say, right, where you use you like that? You know what I mean? And i like, don't meet them and whatever. So I wasn't I wasn't taking it seriously like I should have, you know what I mean? It's only like I think it's only later on as I stopped partying, stopped doing whatever I was doing, and just said, Right, I'm still here. Kenny Ken's still here. Right, okay. <laughs> let's go again. You know what I mean? And I took it as a second beginning, you know what I mean, kind of when, thing.
1: When was that? When did you just stopped partying,
0: and why? About two thousand and in the clubs, I stopped in the clubs. It was about two thousand and six. Why? Because it wasn't good for people to see you like that. You know oh. what I mean. See so, the so
1: was, so was that an age thing for you, or was it uh, a, a, a a sort of? The scene had changed so much, you needed to change and be more Yeah, Yeah,
0: it was more that, yeah, yeah. Right. That that era's done now. You know what I mean? That era of is
1: that, is that, so does that it, not feel a bit it, like a shame? Eh? Is that does that do, not feel a little bit like a shame that you can't No,
0: no, no, because that? I wanted to stop anyway. Okay. Because I knew that like I said, I'm still here. People are still <laughs> raving about me. So let me just take it a bit more seriously now. And you know, start getting on my production and start... it, only
1: took, it only took you 10 years, Ken. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is, you know, that more, 10, 12, year, 12. 10 years
0: of just partying hard. You know what more, I mean? 4,
1: 14, 16 years, loads. No, more than that.
0: Yeah. More than 10 yeah, years. I yeah, you know yeah, 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 yeah. Just partying hard and, you know, and then there comes a point where you say, it's just like the criminal thing. When I was doing my thing back in the day, I decided I had to stop that. You know what I mean? And it's the same with the, what I was doing in the, in the scene. But because I was, I got on well with everyone. Even though people see me, off me nut in a rave, it didn't affect my work rate. You know what I mean? It didn't. People didn't stop booking me because of that. Whereas I think, I think, I think nowadays I think they I'd would. like
1: it. I think I'd like yeah.
0: it. It's great. I think nowadays they would though. You know what right. I mean? Nowadays. Yeah,
1: well, so there you go, this is a question. Do you think then, in, in, in a sort of follow-up question to that, do you think sometimes that? drum and bass, not only drum and bass, but I, 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 all rave, but but we're here to talk about drum and bass because that's what, you know, you are yeah. a, a drum and bass jungle DJ. Do you think it's sometimes some of these new acts and some of this new, the new vibe, it's all a bit serious, you know, with the sort of press shots of these sort of blokes looking into middle distance and stuff. And like, it's <laughs> lost a lot of that yeah, it's, fun. It's, fun. It's, it's
0: changed because there's different people getting involved all the time, you know what I mean? And difference brings change, you know what I mean? So, you know, at the end of the day, me personally, I've just done what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? And I I knew that I had to stop partying. I knew I had to stop that, you know what I mean? And, you know, I'm still here today. I'm still getting loads of bookings. I'm still popular amongst people, you know what I mean? So even some of the young people, I'm still popular with them, you know what I mean? You know, like people, come up to me oh my mum and dad used to rave to you <laughs> I get that all the time you know what I mean and you know like 25 year olds and 20 year feel good makes me good. feel really good because they're watching that they you know their mum and dad have told them yeah you want to check out Kenny Ken you know what I mean and then they've come and check me out and they've liked it and boom so you've got a young following as well you know what I mean you know?
1: well, talking about your partying, uh, Graham Osborne on Facebook asked, "Back in the '90s, did you prefer? Well, it's more about playing, but it, it's about those '90s events that you would have also then gone and party at. Did you like? Uh, did you prefer playing those jungle events like Roast, Desire, One Nation, or did you like the, the the mixed arena ones like Helter Skelter, Dreamscape, and and United Dance?"
0: Both, really, because the Helter Skelters was obviously on a bigger platform. You know what I mean? So I used to like them anyway, and I used to get the same reaction as the other DJs. And then you had the specialist clubs like Roast, where you just played that specific music, you know what I mean? And I also liked them as well, because the vibe was good in there as well. So I couldn't I couldn't really say to you I preferred one or the other, because for me, I just like playing music yeah. at the end of the day, you know what I mean?
1: Well, which ones were the best? I mean, obviously you mentioned AWOL was a fantastic vibe, and that was purely jungle, but what... Which had the best vibes? Was it the purely jungle, or was it those mixed arenas where you had just that? Because I wonder whether the mixed crowd and the mixed desires of people mingling together might actually improve it, or I don't know. Maybe it made it slightly. It was. Less a,
0: it, was it was the. It was the same. The same energy. You know what I mean? It was like, it was the same energy that, um, in a mix, like help a skelter or dreamscape or one of them raves there that you got when you went to just a, a roast where it was just jungle. You know what I mean? It was the same energy because what we've got members, them happy hardcore raves, they're now nice to rave. Mm. They don't play when it comes to raving. You know what I mean? They're letting off, mate. You know what I mean? So, you know, at the end of the day, it's the same energy. You know?
1: Who's the, who, who are the, who are the um? And maybe you can't say this because politically it's bad for you because you are a jungle and a drama DJ. Uh, but be honest, who is the, who raves hardest? Is it the jungle heads or the happy hardcore heads? That same. Okay. That
0: was That's a diplomatic. Because what the reason it? I say that, the reason I say that, is because I'm good friends with Rat Pack, and them fuckers rave just as hard as me. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> say no more. All right? Slip map.
1: Good do you miss? Ra- do you miss? Ra- do you miss raving?
0: Not really, because I'm focused more on different things now. You know what I mean? So I'm not really. I don't really miss the raving part of it.
1: You are also of an age. You know, we all are, uh, you know, age a lot as of well, older yeah. Yeah. When we, You know, of when well. we first were. And well, it I don't
0: think years about years. my age, you know what I mean? Because like, I was watching an interview with um, boy, George, the other day. And the interviewer said to him, so how old do you think you really are then? And he said, sometimes I think I'm only 15. And I went, yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, it's not about age. It's just about how you feel and how how you are. Obviously.
1: Right. Well, what's the secret then? Of, uh, how, what's your secret for for, for feeling so young?
0: having young people around me.
1: Okay, who's that? Like your peers in the scene or?
0: Peers in the scene, the Ravers.
1: Right.
0: You know what I mean? Just having young people around me makes me feel, keeps me, and because what you got to remember is that I have to have it with these people because these people are sending me music every day.
1: Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? And like most of them, I'm old enough to be their dad. You know what I mean? So they're sending me music every day
1: But that must be quite nice because you are a sort of, um, like a sort of, of, uh, you know, an uncle figure in the rave scene who's been there, done it, seen it all. You've got a lot of um, great uh, advice I would have imagined to impart and uh, experience to sort of help people with. It must be really rewarding to be able to, I mean, I certainly find it if I'm able to ever do it in journalism or, or broadcasting or whatever to give some, you know, to give young people a leg up, it must it, it must feel for you really rewarding to be able to pass on that to this new generation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, some people do, you know, some people do want to know what it was like back then. And some people look at me for advice about their music, you know, and, you know, like there's one guy who keeps on sending music, but his mix downs are so rubbish. The actual ideas he's got are good but his mix downs are so rubbish. And when I tell him, he won't listen. Ah,
1: you so really you want don't to,
0: listen. I won't you play want your to music.
1: And he can, like, you know, come on, what are you doing? But other
0: people, but then you get a next guy who will take what you've said on board and then send you the same tune again. And you think that's better. You know what I mean? That's better. You know what I mean? Because they listened because we're older. We, yeah. We've been around the music from the beginning. We've watched it change to what it is today. So I think I'm fully qualified to tell you whether your tune's good or not.
1: But then you're also willing to help those people who do take. Oh on yeah, yeah, hundred percent, and listen to you because you're like, listen, yeah, you got 100%. something. You listen, you, you know. Whereas those that don't, like, there, like, there's, well,
0: there's, there's a thing called Black Jungleless Alliance, and I went for yeah. a meeting with them not long ago. And at first, I was kind of against it because it made it look like it was just for black people, you know what I mean? And I kind of was against that, you know what I mean? But I actually went for a meeting with them, and some of the things they was doing, I wanted to get involved in. You know, and one of the things was helping young kids come through, black and white. Right. Or Asian or whatever, you know what I mean? No matter what color you are, if you if you if you want to get into this thing, and you've got the goods, you've got something to bring to the table, then I'll listen to your music and I'll tell you where you're going wrong, or if it's good or if it ain't, or whatever.
1: Well, tell us about, to... actually tell us about this Black Jungle Alliance because I've seen it on Twitter, but I, I don't necessarily know what it is, and a lot of our listeners won't have seen it at all. <laughs> well, what, are they, what are they for? I, what are they trying to achieve? I
0: think it was bought, I think it. Um, oh, I think it was someone. The guy who started it had a grievance with one of the big record labels, one of the big drum and bass labels. And it was a thing like where um, I think he was a bit pissed off because they had the contract to remix certain reggae records, X amount, a number of reggae records. Mm. And, but none of the remixes were black. So he was a bit pissed off at that. And then, so he, made a big post on Facebook about it. So we all read it and we just thought, oh, he's just pissed off at them because I've never heard of skeezer before. Why, why didn't you, was, you was in a position to come and ask Kenny Kent to remix one of them tunes. You never asked me. So now all of a sudden you're looking for my support with this Black this Alliance thing. So at first I was against it, you know what I mean? But then mm-hmm. certain people must've got into him and said to him, mate, you can't do that. You know what I mean? Because people can see that this has been born out of anger. You know what I mean? And people won't support you for, for that. People are not going to jump on you because who the label that he was against was, was having a the squabble with, that label looks after me, they give me enough work. So I'm not going to go up against them. You know what I mean? Over, uh, over a grunt, um, an uh, employee who's got the ump. You know what I mean? So a lot of people, I even told him myself, because one of the girls asked me to come and do a set for them. I said, Kim, would you beg me to come and play a set? So I said, all right, I'll come and play you a set. And you can record it and put it up on the thing, right? But before she had played that set, before I agreed to play that set, she explained to me what they was doing. Mm. And then on the strength for that, I said, all right, I'll come and do the set for you. When I went and played the set, I met the guy who had the grievance with them and I just told him straight, mate, I was against this shit. You know what I mean? Because I know it was born out of anger. And he agreed with me, you know what I mean? He said, yeah, Ken, you're right. He was born out of anger. And so we had a little chat, but the way they're going about things now is a bit better. So what is
1: it that they're trying to achieve and do?
0: But what they're trying to do, what they said they're trying to do is the same thing you're doing for me, right? Is there's a lot of, there's a lot of things out there, big things that haven't acknowledged me. Like a lot of DJs are getting awards every year for commitment to the scene and, um, you know, like what they've done for the scene over the years. And then you've got other like drum and bass arena. They're doing things, Uh, but they're not mentioning people like myself. You know what I mean? And Black Junglist Alliance, they want to show the young kids coming through that. Yeah. Kenny Ken was a part of this thing as well. And Kenny could like, you know, you might say, who's Kenny Ken next? We don't know Kenny Ken. We know Groover. I don't, we know, we know Mickey Finn, but we don't know Kenny Ken. And they want to make sure that I don't get left behind. You know what I mean?
1: Why might you get left behind? Why, are people, I don't why know, aren't, why aren't these, you in that, people, in that conversation? People,
0: they don't never, because it's all, that's what I said. It's all clicking. And I'm not in no click. I'm just me, Kenny Ken, you know what I mean? I'm not in no click. I've never been in no click. I'm not in it.
1: Hmm.
0: You know what I mean? And like you said, people have meetings behind closed doors and what have you and all that. You know what I mean? I'm not in that. I'm just, I just do me. You know what I mean? So if that means I have to get left out of whatever they're doing, so be it. I don't care. You know what I mean? But other people are annoyed about that. You know what I mean? They're annoyed that Kenny Ken's not getting this recognition. I mean, I've got recognition, obviously, but that he's not getting put in certain in the same bracket as certain other people.
1: Does that upset you? No. No. Do you wish you were? Do you feel you were? You should be.
0: I know I should be. You know what I mean, but it doesn't bother me because if that's the if that's how you want to run your thing, that's why I do things like this. Like you said to me at first, I wasn't I wasn't going to do this with you, but then when you said to me, "Oh, kid it's going to go in the British Library and things like that," that I thought, you know what, I need to get on that. You know what I mean. I need to do that. You know what I mean because then I know it's there forever.
1: The fact that you know the, I mean? the um, well, I mean, I'm, we're honoured by the way that you have uh, given us your time. Thank you. Um, I mean, the fact that the Black Junglist Alliance even exists is kind of depressing because this was a scene that was created by multiculturalism, but let's be honest, a, a large number of black people. Mm-hmm. The fact that this this movement of Junglist uh, Alliance, that they're trying to... They're trying to sort of obviously, you know, bring the attention, as you've said, to Black Jungle and Black Jungle artists mm. and legends and new, I imagine, as well. The fact that it even has to exist in 2021.
0: <laughs> because what you've got it's to quite, remember is well. Quite dam-
1: it's quite damning about the current. It's been, dr- see, over the, years, thing. over the years, Tom,
0: there's been a lot of politics in this thing, right? A lot, a lot of politics. You know what I mean? And, you know some people would say that like for instance drum and bass arena done a done a history of drum drum and bass the other day all right and a lot of people were saying they're just trying to whitewash it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean why weren't kenny kenny in there why weren't so and so in there why weren't so and so in there
1: why would take that in there And,
0: (laughs) and they was trying to whitewash it and some of the people that have been in there never wasn't even there from the beginning
1: yeah
0: you know what i mean so me do your thing, I don't care, you know what I mean, but...
1: Do you you think, so 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 that was the accusation, that, you know, they were trying to... That's the clicky part of it. Do you you believe that this scene is, that that, that something is happening here, where where the scene is being, you know, your phrase, whitewashed?
0: I wouldn't go that far as saying whitewashed, because if it was getting whitewashed, then I wouldn't do, be getting, I wouldn't be getting what I'm getting out of it now, you know what I mean? I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now, you know, but... A lot of I've heard a lot of people say, like, Oh, well, the white boys are making better music and what or what have you you know what I mean, and things like that, you know, so the black people ain't really making good music it's all, it's, it's all about the white boys and this is what I'm hearing. these are things that I hear, you know what I mean and i like, I just think whatever you know? I mean
1: look back at history guys, like you know the idea this is what I'm hearing. You know what I mean? I know, I'm, sure, I'm sure it is, but what I'm saying is I'm talking to these people, like, I mean, look back at fucking history, guys, you know, like, this entire scene was created by a huge number of black people, you know, historically, over time, black people have created incredibly quality, I oh, you've got a cat climbing behind you, for anybody who's listening on the uh, oh do hello, cat! <laughs> um, you always I don't know story. if you're going to do this, like, uh, some sort of pirate now, where you're just basically going to have this uh, cat up on your shoulder. Um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, he always does that. That's fine. It's fine. But, 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 but to get back to my point, you know, the history of a lot of music is, is often the history of black music. You know, there yeah. are you know, black people have been involved in music from, you know, yeah, yeah. centuries ago. The idea that all of a sudden black people aren't making good music in 2021, the white people are doing it is just mad.
0: Well, back in the day, in the 90s, people used to say to me, it's a black thing. All right, the jungle music and all that is all about black people. And my answer to that was nice not. No, it's not. I can name you one artist just smashing it, Doc Scott. He ain't black. He's making good music what black people's playing. You know what I mean? There's a whole heap of artists out there that was white at the time. Mm. But there's always people that will bring that into shit, you know what I mean? And like I'm thinking, just let just let it just let the thing flow. Cause if the thing just flows, it don't matter who my own personal, but it don't matter what color you are. As long as the things flowing, but there's, then there's people like I said, I didn't agree with the Black Jungle Alliance because of that, because they was trying to do it just for black people. But then when I spoke to the girl and I spoke to him and he said to me, now we've got this person on board. We've got that person on board. It's not just about black people. My thing was all well, take the fucking black thing out, take the black out of it and just call it Jungleist Alliance. Hmm. You know what I mean? but it is what it is you know what i mean these things are born out of anger and i wasn't again i was i was against that but when they told me they gave me that opportunity to help younger people come through help younger people you know sit down at meetings with them and talk to them about my experiences on the scene i'm all up for that you know what i mean
1: i'm all up for that We really hope you're enjoying yet another one of Raw's in-depth interviews about the rave scene which we are proud to say are now all curated into the British Library Sound Archive All of us here at Raw HQ love how much you love what we do and your generous one-off donations have been a huge help in covering our initial costs But we're now a team of five putting in a combined 80 hours a week for no wages with big plans to expand further and so our costs are going up As such, we could really use your help to keep Raw growing and developing, as you've seen us do since our launch in July 2020. First up, go and check out our brand new website. It's rawuk.com, where you can find loads of cool extra content, and you can grab Raw's first ever range of merchandise. That's rawuk.com for our new flashy website. We've also launched a new membership scheme where you can support us financially to create more content on an ongoing basis for less than the price of an oat milk cappuccino. Plus, you get great perks in return. Head to patreon.com forward slash raw UK pods. That's patreon.com forward slash raw UK pods to see exactly what's on offer. You can also join our YouTube membership, which is basically the same. Uh, Or if you're not asked about a membership, but you'd like to support us with a few quid as a one off or a repeat donation, then head to our website and click the PayPal link. A reminder of that new website URL, yet again rawuk.com. Big love and respect to you all. Please keep supporting us. Hope you enjoy the rest of the app. Friday, the 20th of August,
0: 2021.
1: A new event, Return to Source, celebrating 90s rave, hardcore, jungle, happy hardcore, drum and bass and techno. Touches down at Sukit MC in Digbeth, Birmingham. We have Fusion South Coast legend DJ Druid, Quest and Fibre Optics DJ Fallout. The uprising northern legend that is DJ Paulo. Is and
0: London Town's final trickster, playing his first happy hardcore set in over 18 years. <laughs> Tickets are priced at only £14.
1: Just search Facebook and Eventbrite for Return to Source Rain. Right, let's wrap up what's been a, an absolutely amazing interview. with uh, By bringing us up to date into looking at now, um, with Kenny Ken here that we're still joined by, Ken, you know, you're a junglist, you say it's all jungle, but, you know, there is this, it's drum and bass, that's what people say it, but, I mean, it's massive, let's be honest, it yeah. is absolutely massive, yeah. and um, remarkably so, frankly, given where it started and and, uh, and all that's happened along the way. Did you ever think it had the ability or potential to be quite so big?
0: Oh, yeah, 100%, yeah, man, yeah, of course, yeah, the vibe I was, the vibe I was getting from this music from all around the world, And remember, I'm just one DJ who's going all around the world. Then you've got all the other DJs who are doing what I'm doing. And they're spreading that love and vibe as well. So I knew it was going to be big. I knew it 100% because like, it's been in too many countries for it not to be big. You know, it's just been, it's just been in too many places for it not to be big.
1: And how do you you view the current drum and bass scene? Um...
0: It's healthy. Lots of new talent coming through. Lots of really good music. Even I've got a few tunes coming out now on certain big labels, you know what I mean? So I'm happy about that, you know? And, you know, um, I don't feel at my age, you think, sometimes you think, oh, he, he'd, start, he'd start backing off from it a bit. But nah, mate, I'm, I'm 100% in it all the time, you know what I mean? Just sitting down in front of my computer, run, running Logic, trying to build beats, and Do I'm you still love-
1: do you love producing because i know that yeah i, I love it who, who are sort of like it's a necessary evil and it's incredibly annoying no uh,
0: no no I, I enjoy it i like because i've taught myself basically i don't get I don't get more certain people have i mean obviously i phone people how do i do this and what do i do this and i have spitting in other studios and watched other and why are you doing that but always ask questions why are you doing that and then that sticks in my head and then i develop my own style you know what i mean and then i come back home and i've got the setup at home and then I start building beats and it's took it's like for the last five years, I've just concentrated on building music, all right? That's all I've concentrated for five years, all right? And it's only now that I'm starting to make tunes that people are listening to and people are playing
1: Right. because I'm
0: very self-critical. So I might make a tune, but no one will hear it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm very, very, very self-critical. You know what I mean? like
1: Too self-critical?
0: You could say, yeah. Yeah, like, whereas I've played tunes to people, and they said, Why are you playing that?
1: That's wicked.
0: But for me, no, nah. no, nah, it ain't how, hit it, that how, spot do you know,
1: how do you know what? Well, yeah, what is it that makes it hit the spot? How do you know what is it?
0: Well, you just get a vibe with music, you know what I mean? And you just know, I just like sometimes I could be listening to a tune, right? And then I'm like, Yeah, man, this is a good tune, and just hear one little thing, and that's it, tune done. I'm, I'm, I don't like it. Though, <laughs> Like the the the
1: riff, that's annoying.
0: Might be, you might be listening to the riff, right, and then it'll go away a different way from how you expected it to go. And the way it got, it's gone for you, that ain't that ain't good. So you should, oh, sure, i but I don't like that no more. You know what I mean? And that's to say how I am with my music. You know what I mean? I I might do it and then listen to it, and think, why did I put that there, man? That's got to come out now. So, and I take it out and either leave it out or put something else in its place. You know what I mean? You know, it's just music is just a vibe, and like the music that I'm making now. I'm playing more of it out because I'm getting better at what I do. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, and
1: have you really used the last year? Because I know it, obviously it's been a tough time for all DJs. Oh yeah, you've definitely. Been more, yeah, well, I've been, last... been really smashing it over the last year. In terms, yeah, of yeah in the last
0: year, I've got I've got a tune I've got a tune called um, "Read Him Up" coming out on Beat Merchants album, coming out on V Recordings. I've got a tune called um, uh, "Give Me That Roller" that's on the Back to Jungle volume two album coming out on Formation Records. I've got another tune called Done This, that's coming out on, with rest Demo on vocals, that's coming out on his new album called Frequency. And I've got a release on my own label, Mix and Blend, called Yesire, which is um, with MC Juice Man. All coming out, all, all out, all coming out, you know what I mean? So, you know, I'm really happy with the way things are going at the moment. With, my music, with the music part of it.
1: Well, Tom L has asked uh, a question, uh, and if you want to get in touch with us to ask a question, you can do so uh, on all our social media channels and via email at hello at rawuk.com. Um, has asked, are you going to digitally release Mix and Blend? Because uh, he says uh, that would be sick and he wants it.
0: You mix and Blend? Yeah. What, the label? My label?
1: Yeah, all your, all your back catalogue. Oh, on digital? Yeah, he's like, that needs to be on Bandcamp.
0: <laughs> uh people have asked me to do it right but like i said where where it's where i haven't taken the label seriously in the beginning a lot of the early stuff i can't find the dates for it i can only find the vinyl you know what i mean and sometimes ah, that'll do it mixing you know like record vi uh vinyl ripping is not really if unless you're good, good at it.
1: it yeah unless yeah. you're
0: really really good at it you know what i mean
1: Although probably quite a good source of money for uh if you've not got any bookings at the moment, I mean, maybe I don't know maybe something to ponder. Um, I'm okay. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, I'll come to that shortly. Um, I've got, DJ, good, I've got a good woman. Oh, very well done. Very well done. That's right. a, a good get. <laughs> a Very yeah. wise move. Maybe your wisest yeah. move of all, accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, top vibe. Uh, top, DJ top vibe on YouTube asks. Um, because I know that you 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 mentioned earlier on that you that you mix differently now because of the different sounds, but mm. uh Top Vibe wants to know, did you prefer mixing the drum and bass of today compared to, or how do you, which do you prefer? Uh, the, you know, the former jungle stuff with the chopping or the more blending stuff that you do today with the current sounds, which do you prefer?
0: Both. I don't prefer, it's just both, because like I say, I play a lot of jungle sets, like old school jungle sets as well. And, you know, I'll get the same vibe out of whichever, whichever I play, so. I can't say to you. Obviously, I, um, I've come from the beginning, so I really do enjoy playing the old school stuff. You know what I mean? But then again, I really enjoy playing the new stuff because it's new and especially if something no one ain't heard it before and especially if it's my own track, you know what I mean?
1: Well, the new stuff, there's some really brilliant jungle being made, isn't there? Oh, yeah. I, know, I know that you say it's the same, and drum and bass and jungle is all the same, but let's be honest, there is a jungle sound. And some of that jungle sound, the old school, is being made now by some, you know, Coco Bryce, Tim Reaper, Pete Cannon, et cetera. There's some, uh, you know, Lavery. There's some really, really great people making some some fantastic old Scots sounding jungle. Mm. Um, it, how does it compare to the stuff that you guys were, were making back in the day?
0: Well, obviously, it's tighter a lot tighter, you know, and technology, yeah, the technology, mm-hmm. the, te- the the, 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 um, the sounds, the engineering that's going into the music nowadays is a lot better because the technology is better. You know what I mean? So, you know, these guys are making old school jungle today. I mean, I've got some of it. They send me some of it, you know what I mean? And I think, wow, that sounds good. You know what I mean? If we could, but then again, there's people who are so skilled, back then that their music sound just as good as the music you're making today
1: i think that probably a big difference is that you you all used to share studios didn't you whereas now you can have a studio in your house with computers so it means it's
0: in in my front room yeah you know what i mean and like you know that's all i use i just use it in my front room and i just build music you know
1: and so, how have you found the the past year? Thankfully, you've got a good woman, uh, so yeah. It's, know, it's, I mean, I mean you still have a home. I can see it in the background, so that's good. Um, but yeah, what, how been, how have we found it? With you know, we, financially, plus the buzz of, of playing out, you must miss financially, that. Financially, it's
0: been difficult because obviously you're not earning no money, and what money the government gives you don't go nowhere. It just pays a few bills and that. You know what I mean? Um, mentally. It's been a bit hard as well, I'm not gonna lie. Because you know, you're stuck indoors, you're used to going out of a weekend and you're just stuck indoors of a weekend, you know what I mean? And you know, but you have to make good use out of it and that's what I've done. I've made good use out of it. I've just, you know, took the time to learn my trade a bit better. You know what I mean? Learn about the not just making the music but all the shit that goes on behind that, you know what I mean? And which I haven't done, never done. And now I'm finding out that I'm owed a whole heap of money. So, you know, it's all gravy. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: well, how did it feel for you as a performer who's made your career, uh, certainly since you left the London Underground, as a as a rave artist, as a musician, um, and then to hear the government coming out, Rishi Sunak, the, the Chancellor, saying that people like yourself in the gig industry should retrain and, and find yourself another job in another industry? Yes, mate. By the way, if anyone's listening to this on audio, Ken's got the big middle finger up at the government. Big fuck you to the government. Yep. Yeah, Yep. yes. So, so in terms of a big fuck you to the government, what is Kenny Ken's plan post-pandemic?
0: Well, post-pandemic, as it, like the government announced the date, June in June, that the clubs are going to be open properly again. That's what they said. I don't know whether that's true, whether they're gonna, that's going to happen, but. They said that's what it's, that's the date, June something. So since they've announced that date, my bookings have been flying in left, right and centre. So obviously I'm going to start DJing again, be playing out, but Mm -hmm. I'm loving this production thing at the moment, you know what I mean? So I'm on that as well. And it's nice to be on both, you know.
1: Has the pandemic, in a way, obviously, look, we all wish that it hadn't happened because clearly it's shit for, a, for for a whole host of reasons not just personal um but in a way has it certainly this podcast wouldn't exist if it wasn't for for, for the pandemic so that's you right. know one thing here that we're doing but in terms of you know you and your career and your direction has has there been a positive
0: yeah you've got to, like dmo Dj dmo said you've got to turn uh, l into a W And that's what I think I've done with the way that I've been just sitting in front of my computer day in, day out, and just making music and thinking, right, I've not got no work tonight. What do I do? Do I sit down and watch a whole series, binge watch a whole series on the TV? Or do I get in front of my computer and just start working with the music? And that's what I do, I just work with the music. Sometimes I get up at like six o'clock in the morning, by seven o'clock, my computer's on and then work the whole day. Next thing I know it's eight o'clock at night. You know what I mean? And all I've stopped for is just to have something to eat. You know what I mean? Mm. You know, so, you know, it's, it's, I've made good use out of this. I mean, it's been hard, I'm not gonna lie. You know, only the DJs who have got millions in the bank to tell you that it's mm. no problem. But for me, yeah, it has been a bit difficult, but I'd like to think that I've made good out of the time we've been locked down for, you know what I mean? Mm.
1: Well, listen, we're going to uh, look back uh, very briefly next here as we wrap up this interview on uh, your whole journey through the 90s and uh, celebrate, finally celebrate some of those big successes here on Raw.
0: Your name's not down. You're not coming. in.
1: Kenny Ken, uh, let's wrap up this interview by looking back over the last uh, 30-odd years. You've done so much. You've, you've, that's all right, mate. You've achieved so much. You've come so far. You've done... Uh, you've had an amazing career. Is there a year in the nineties that was just stands out above the rest for you and why?
0: Yeah, yeah, '90. 90, 90, when I won the sound clash. That year there was electric fire. Well, the whole of the nineties was really, you know what I mean? But that year when I won the sound clash was oof. That was like some next level for me anyway. It's like some next level. You know. Why? I think I, t- I think I think I took myself from one level to another level. You right. know what I mean? Hmm. And then I've always stayed at that level. You know, I've always been consistent in playing my music. You know what I mean? You know, I've never like. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes you have a bad set. You happen to everyone. You know what I mean? You know, you might get there and the monitors might be rubbish, or one of the decks might be dodgy, or you might just go there with the wrong attitude. You know what I mean? And you know you. You bring that attitude to the party, and then it reflects on the way you play your music. You know what I mean. So, you know, but m- most of the time, ninety nine percent of the time, it's been good. You know what I mean.
1: Um, we've asked this uh, quite a few of uh, a few people you- you've met and played with pretty much everybody in the rave scene over the last three decades. Who's your best pal in the scene, and why? What qualities do they have that make them your best pal?
0: My best pal on the scene has got to be MC Moose because um, we're the same age, you know? And back in the day, he had a problem with security and I jumped in and helped him. So we're both having a bond with security. <laughs> and uh, he. Um, from there, we just clicked, you know what I mean? And I get on well with his family as well, his brothers and all that, you know what I mean? So, you know, and they call me the brother from another, you know what I mean? Right. So I would say, I would say Moose. But then again, you've got Randall, who I get on well with. You know, there's loads of who I get on well with, you know, Mickey Finn, Jumping Jack Frost, DJ SS. Get you on know, really well with him as well, you know what I mean? So there's quite a few people I get on well with. But the closest one who I who if I want to talk to someone about a problem that's personal. I think I turned to Moose, you know what I mean?
1: Okay. Um, Simon Paul got in touch via Facebook to ask uh, what well, I think is quite a good question. He said, Why were so many jungle DJs so difficult to book outside of the home counties in the M25? Uh, was it purely financial? Um, and do you wish that perhaps you'd played more places and explored a bit more? I know that you did play up north. You know, you played Vibe Light, you played uh, Quest, mm. although the reason the reason is you were banned from Wolverhampton. So we know that that was the, yeah. That, that yeah. Was the reason for that yeah. one. But yeah. is there something in that, what he's saying there?
0: Nah. Now, nah, for me, I've never, I never had that problem. I played all over. Whether they, you know, if the, if a, if a guy, I mean, for some DJs it might have been a financial thing, but for me, it's um. If a if a promoter booked me from say Scotland or Manchester or somewhere, and he wanted he offered me a certain price, and I'd either agree or not agree, and if I didn't agree, then he'd say, well, what do you want then? if they really want you they'll pay you what you want as long as you ain't taking the piss you know what i mean
1: yeah
0: and for me i was happy with what i was getting so i never had that problem about playing outside the m25 i've been playing up north for as long as i can remember you know what's, the, what's,
1: had... the, what's the difference between a northern crowd and a london crowd
0: same just the same it's just the same you know what i mean it's just the same but you're in your hometown sometimes you think you have to play better because you're in your hometown. Is, you know what I mean? But, but at the end of the day, up north, i get shown the same amount of love. You know what I mean? So, you know, I've never had, I've never had that problem. You know, so, so some DJs do outprice price themselves. I can get where that question came from, you know what I mean? Because the reason you don't hear certain DJs up, up north is because maybe they're outpricing pricing themselves out the game, you know what I mean? And You know, if you love what you do, then you're going to come to some agreement with the with the promoter and say to him, well, all right, I want this. You only want to pay me that. Let's meet in the middle. You know what I mean? And more time it works. You know what I mean? So, you know, I've always been, I've never, I've always been flexible with my process. Well,
1: on, on this, Damien Crow on Instagram asks, did you find that you had to play different styles of jungle and drum and bass depending on where you were playing in the world?
0: Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Like a lot of, like, uh, when I when I play in Australia, they love that aim and break. They love that aim and oh, break. Really? So you, yeah, so you play a set full of the aim and break. You know what I mean? They love it, you know what I mean? So yeah, certain places you play different. Some 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 places they just want you, they just, oh, just come with the rag stuff. You know what I mean? Other places want you to play, just do you, you know what I mean? You know, it all depends. Like you, I always talk to, to, to the promoter, especially abroad. I'll talk to the promoter right,
1: right,
0: and I'll say to him, like, so would you, like before when they book you, they'll say like, we want Kenny Ken to play an old school set. Then my question to them would be what what type of old school you
1: want? (laughs) You know what I mean? Does that baffle some of them? Yeah. (laughs)
0: But I'll say to them, what type of old school do you want? Because I can bring this, I can bring that, I can bring that. You know what I mean? And then most of the promoters know what they're talking about and they'll say to you, well, we want this. You know what I mean? I'll say, all right, cool. Got you. You know what I mean?
1: Who are the, who've been your favourite promoters to work for over the years?
0: Oh, there's loads. But one of my favourites was JP from AWOL, obviously. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's been loads, man. I love playing at Fabric. The people at Fabric treat me good. You know what I mean? Like you said, Vibe help um, DreamScape, Helter Skelter. help Helter Skelter guys showed me so much love. You know what I mean? Um, the Roast... Then maybe I was the original roast DJ, you know what I mean? So Loads, labyrinth, loads, you know what I mean?
1: There's a question, another one from Tom L on YouTube. It's not me, by the way. I've got my own questions. Um, he says, uh, it, 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 this is a real double-edged sword. He says, musically, what's your favourite moment and what is your biggest regret?
0: My biggest regret? Yeah. Musically, my favourite one of my best moments was when I made every man tune called every man I
1: do, I do
0: and that and to play that out at awol and see it bust up the place and do damage so that was a good place for me regrets. Um, Regrets, I ain't really got no regrets because I just do me, I just do what I feel. I don't regret my actions because, you know, you, only you can sink your ship as, so to speak, you know what I mean? And like, you know, if you realize that the ship's sinking then you've got to do something to refloat it, you know what I mean, kind of thing, you know what I mean? So I haven't got nothing that I've regretted because I'm not stupid, all, I, all that I've been doing, I know that if you go out partying, it's going to affect your DJ career. Right to the sense where you're not on it 100%. But you, but you,
1: you didn't know? regret that, did you? you no, nah, I don't now. regret the part.
0: No, nah, uh-uh. nah, I had the best time. Of tea. <laughs> Listen, we had some. Oh, mate, don't even. That could be a whole other podcast, mate. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I right. like the sound of it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's <laughs> we'll just scrap this one let's just do the one where you just got fucked up at rave that sounds like a real good one um and and um a question here we've got a few questions here so we, we we're going through of them uh, towards the end um dirple hayes uh, on youtube asks pretty tough question but quite fun what is your two favorite tracks to mix together of all time
0: Damn, that's a hard question.
1: Yeah, it is tough, isn't it? But quite a fun one. Um uh,
0: well, I don't even know, you know. Um, there's loads of mixes, like.
1: <laughs> Do you um, remember them in your mind? Like, so uh, back in the day when you were getting new dubs all the time, you would have had to have,
0: so the guy who asked me that question, that's a tough question, right? Yeah, And it's very question. hard to answer,
1: right? That's because fine, that's fine. But when, you're, that's but when you're mixing, back in the day when you were getting dubs, you would have had to have listened to the tunes and gone, well, that'll go with that one and that'll go with that one. Now, you must know them, right? Like the back of your hand because you've played them.
0: No, but I'll be totally honest with you, Tom. When I play out, I never plan mixes. Do you not? No. No, wow. I never plan mixes. No, uh. Uh-uh. uh I'm a but DJ, you must know man.
1: what goes together. Because like, there I'm are tunes hard... that just don't go together.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Obviously, you, you're going you, to look in your box and that tune's going to be playing. And you're gonna going to be ne- going through the record. And you're going to say, oh, no, that one ain't going to go with that. No, that will go with that. You know what I mean? And then you play it. Because as a DJ, you know that. You know what I mean? But to say what one of my f- favourite mixes, ooh, oh, that's tough, man. That's, ooh, that's a tough, tough question to answer.
1: Oh, that's okay. We don't need to uh, We don't need answer it. Um, you've been a treat to have on Raw, Kenny. Um, and thank you very much. Uh, one final question. What advice would you give to young DJs and producers hoping to make a career for themselves in the jungle and drum and bass scenes once this country and pandemic goes away and the country re- right. reopens again? Or maybe even want to change careers like you did and become a producer and a DJ? What would you tell them?
0: Well, one thing I've got to say, if you want to change your career and you want to be... Um and you want to be a DJ, then you've got to go into it hundred percent, which is what I've done. I went into it hundred percent. i made sure I've done all what I'm supposed to do. And that's most probably why I'm here today. But if you want to, if you want to just be a DJ and a producer, then you've just got to be yourself. You know, don't really, don't really like just because a certain man's making a sound and that sound is killing it, try and copy him. You know what I mean? Because remember, that's him. You're just going to sound like him. You know what I mean? Just be you. Just do you. Whoever you are, just do you. You know what I mean? Just That's what I'm doing now with my music. I'm just doing me. And I don't sound like nobody. I sound like Kenny Ken. Nikki Blackmarket called me the other day and said to me, Ken, that tune that you done for Demolition Man, man, that sounds just, that's you, Ken. And then I've done another tune and he said, that, yeah, you see, you've got that style, nah. Ken. That's you. You know what I mean? And what,
1: I, is what is that that style? What is it?
0: Nikki describe described it, it as... Um, there's heavy breaks, rolling basslines. You know what I mean, and
1: just how I like it, by the way, Ken. Yeah,
0: there's, this there, I like my breaks a bit heavier than the norm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's just me. You know what I mean? Because I come from house music, and you know house music, boom, boom, boom. You know what I mean? So I try to incorporate that in my, in when I'm making drum and bass. You know what I mean? So I'll have that. My kick drum might be a bit extra than, say, Doc Scott's kick jump, you know what I mean? Or whatever, you know what I mean? But I try and incorporate that. I've always liked the rolling style of things, you know what I mean? And like, mm. I love reggae music, so I like to have that weight in my music as well. You know what I mean? I can't, I can't like, people send me stuff, and if it's too loud, I, I don't even listen to it, I just listen to the first eight bars of the drop, and I might say, don't like that, boom, I'll throw it away. Mm. You know what I mean? But I like weight, I like a bit of weight in my music as well so I'm incorporating in that in what I'm doing and my only thing now is I just think that I have to be a bit more creative I am creative but I have to try and be a bit more creative come up with some different ideas and that's what I'm on at the moment trying to be a bit more creative with what I do you
1: know but there's so much scope isn't there and this is why I think that exactly there's so, there's so many young jungle artists doing great stuff because that music progressed so quickly that actually yeah. there's huge areas unexplored inside that sort of sound. Exactly.
0: That's right. That's right. And what you've got to remember as well is like when I talked to shy effects like years ago and Shy even shy said to me, Ken, there's no rules in this thing. There's no rules. You know what I mean? Because even shy, he's original. He comes with some original stuff. You know what I mean? Like when he made Bombard You never heard of that kind of vibe before, you know what I mean? Like when Bombardo came on the scene, woof, he was like, yeah, man, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, this is firing, you know what I mean? So, you know, you just got to be you when you're making music. Just be you when you're DJing. Don't try and be like me. Try and be like yourself. Play your music how you want to play it.
1: Although, if you are going to copy anybody, then you could do a lot worse than copying Kenny. Ken, Kenny, yeah, yeah. it's uh, it, it's been a joy, a pleasure, and I uh, we thank you so much for your time, and yeah. we're delighted and excited to uh, hopefully know that we're going to be seeing you out again playing soon. And I'm um, um, well Me done too. for getting well done for getting through it, mate. Because uh, yeah. I've got no doubt it must have been a real horrible time. Well, so, well, to
0: be honest with you, I'm thinking this, I'm thinking we're going the whole of the whole of this year too, as well. Yeah,
1: That's possibly. how I'm looking at it. That's, and, and on that cheery note, uh, we, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to end. What's been a rather cheery interview with a downward <laughs> note, but there you go. Hey, listen, mate, thank you so much for your time, and uh, and you know we, we'll we'll we we'll hopefully we'll have you on ex- again at some point because yeah, definitely, definitely. Really I'll, I'll,
0: I'll, well, thanks for having me anyway. Peace, everybody.
1: Well, that's it for another episode of Raw, and if you like what you've heard, we'd love you to get involved. All of us here at Raw HQ buzz hard of how much you, the Raw crew, enjoy our work, and your generous cash donations have been a huge help since our launch. But we're now a team of five, putting in combined 80 hours a week for no wages. We've got loads of plans to go further, expand our team, and offer... But that does mean that our costs are also increasing. So we can really use your help to keep Raw growing and developing as you've done since we started. So please do check out our website initially, it's rawuk.com for interesting extra content and to get your hands on our first ever range of Raw merchandise, that's rawuk.com. We've also launched a new membership scheme where you can donate to create more interesting and fun content on an ongoing basis and you'll even get stuff in return. So head to patreon.com forward slash raw UK pods. that's patreon.com forward slash raw UK pods to see what's on offer you can also join our YouTube membership which is the same or if you're not bothered about membership but you'd like to support us with a few quid as a one off or repeat donation head to our website and click the PayPal link that website URL one more time rawuk.com respect to you for your support and for getting to the end of this episode please keep supporting us and help ensure there's more quality content coming your way on a regular basis Oi oi.